host, Alex Garrett. Well, I'm actually catching my next guest right now at the studios that are celebrating 100 years. Now, I know on the clock I work at 970, but off the clock I just kind of podcast with whoever I vibe with and whoever I feel are great, no matter what station. And my next guest actually helps me out with sports, but his mainstay is 710 WOR. He is Tony Atwood. And Tony, I'm bringing you on today because this is the 710th episode of my original podcast. So I figured why not dedicate to 710 WOR and you're a big part of it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for considering me. My pleasure. So you've been there for how many years now, firstly? Um, I started off in 1999, and then when Corporate America bought WR, um, I got laid off in 2012. And then they called me back by the grace of God in 2015. Last week, um, March 23rd, um, marked my seventh anniversary back at WR. Well, I mean, the 1999, the 2000s, though, I mean, let's talk about the technology of OR. I know it's changed everywhere in radio. So were you ever rolling dats on the Bob Grant show or something like that back yeah, then? Yeah, we had, we had dats, mini discs, reel-to-reels, and we had carts. Unbelievable. And now today you're basically operating on a next-gen, I believe. Yes, yes, yeah, next-gen. Now, I brought you on because you probably have a lot of moments, and I, I want to start with the gambling years because that's been a centerpiece of every advertisement I've seen for OR. Mm-hmm. And so what made the gambling family so impactful for OR that our, that my audience may not know? I mean, they know that his grandfather crossed the, the George Washington Bridge as the first ever radio broadcast, something like that, across the bridge. But, but what was the meaning of the gambling family, and what did you have? Uh, what was your moment with them, uh, with their shows? Yeah, yeah but that, that was, um, there are three generations, um, the great-grandfather, um, the, 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 the grandfather, and, and I take that back, you have three generations, and I, I worked with the third one. Um, it was, since that was, uh, it was monumental, um, because that was the first radio station with, with a morning show. And when I started working for WR, you know, my grandmother was alive at the time. And she said, you know what, I used to listen to his father, you know, when your mother and uncle were kids. So um, it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a staple in New York City. And how has OR continued to be? Because, you know, when gambling left the airways, there was a lot of question uh, left OR, I should say. There was a lot of question of what's next for them. And they found Lennon Michael. But but obviously, uh, how did they fill the void of the of the gambling years? You, you, it was it was hard to do that because after John Gambling up and left um, in the early 2000s, um, they replaced him with Ed Walsh. Uh, that worked out for a while, and then um, John Gamblin came back. Uh, matter of fact, um, and, uh, John Gamblin stayed until 2012. You know, um, once um, Clear Channel, that became iHeart, um, bought WR, um, he left. I know that when iHeart bought OR, it was kind of a game changer, and it still is to this day. Um, do you find the integration between the iHeartRadio app? I mean, they have a huge app, and OR are they? Uh, how hand in hand are they in making the content every day for OR? 
it's I, you know I really uh, I really it's hard to answer that question because you know when I'm here um, I'm doing most you know I'm doing my shift you know uh, I think I'm like every other person that works in radio when I'm at home I'm really not listening to radio or listening to any podcast that's the time I just have for me you know that that's just you no know, time for me you know me time might watch TV or read a book or just take it easy so I, it's really hard for me to answer that question but I know. Um, with the podcast, you know, with the, with the apps, you can, you know, I've seen it that um, you can listen to any type of shows or listen to any type of music going through the iHeart app, you know, on your computer or in your car. So um, I think they have the market on lockdown, you know, so I think it's it's, it's, it's doing good, you know, since the podcast is, is the latest thing now, you know, the best thing since sliced bread. All right. And since I'm sure the radio community is listening in here because obviously you have ties in the community, I have ties. Um, you got to tell us about the moment that the electrical fire hit the basement of OR, you know, where OR is. And there was so much mm-hmm. chaos. Mark Simone's describing it. He's calling you on the air. Hey, how's Next Gen doing? But describe that because that's definitely part of the 100th anniversary, is it not? Yeah. Um, when, when the fire alarm went off that, that, that infamous Friday morning, um, we were just thinking it was just a normal fire drill. And then and when it kept going on and on, and then when a security guard came upstairs and said, um, we're going to have to vacate the building because there's a fire downstairs in the basement. And um, we left. And we, you know, we were outside. Thank God it wasn't snowing or raining. The sun was out. And, you know, we had to tell Mark Simone and Joe Bartlett, like, look, um, they're telling us to vacate the premises. Um, you guys going to have to go for what you know and just keep on talking until... You know, or we tell you not to, you know, you have to ad lib and just keep it going because, you know, rule number one in radio, you can't have dead air. No, 100 percent. And I was listening to it unfold after the fact. And then it was just like, whoa, Tony, are you OK? That was my first thought because you and I are buddies outside of yes. radio. And I'm like, are you OK? That was my first thought. Yes, Frank, thank you, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I was fine, but, you know, you never know, man. You know, it, it was it was crazy that day. And thank God that nobody got harmed and, you know, and, the, and, the, nothing, and nothing happened to the building. Now, I know you have a lot of stories that may not be for air, but it, working with Joey Reynolds had to be a trip. I know that that was one of your main gigs back in the day. Yeah, it was fun because um, I was on Joey Reynolds' show from 1999 to um, 2006. It was fun because it was overnight. Um, we had a good time, uh, you know, you had people coming in, in and out of the show. Um, it, it made the, um, the shift um, easy and fun because you had um, comedians coming in, coming coming in from doing their stand-up. Sure. Um, you also had um, Broadway actors and actresses as well as singers coming up to the show. You no, know, we had a good time. And, um, you know, one thing I really enjoyed about um, doing um, Joey Reynolds' show, I got to meet um, the great Les Paul. Him and I became good friends. You know, he he was a fan of my voice. He, he told me he wished... Um, God had gifted him with, with my baritone voice. I told him when we could switch it if he gave me one of his um, um, Gibson guitars. So needless to say, he never gave me um, one of his Gibson guitars, so he doesn't. He never got my baritone voice. Well, then, there you go. By the way, you work at a number of stations, and I, I should add that. And you got to check out, if you want to be friends with Tony, you get to see a bunch of celebrities on his feed. I don't know how you do it, Tony, but it's like every day you're meeting yes. someone through those doors. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate. You know, I'm, I'm glad. You know, people who, you know, who are, you know, grown 
seen watching as a kid, you know, and getting to meet them face to face and just having a normal conversation like you and I have it now, you know, um, it seems surreal, but uh, I'm, I'm very grateful. All right. Uh, we cannot uh, let this conversation go by without asking about Rush because he was he did go over to OR, you know, in, I believe, 2014. I mean, that was a huge deal. And for a few years up until his passing, he was a cornerstone of OR. And I know people were upset when the Mets bumped him, you know? Yeah, but look, um, this look, this is a business. And, uh, you know, I understand Rush has a following, you know, and there were problems that time. There were problems when we were having day games. I, I used to feel sorry for our receptionist, uh, Miss Anita, like, okay, you're going to get a lot of phone calls, or a lot of angry listeners. You know, those angry listeners need to get... We need to get, uh, get they should have got with the program. And what I mean by that, it should have got a computer. So when Rush um, got bummed for the day games for the Mets, all they, all they had to do was go online and go to the um, iHeartRadio app and listen to Rush. Right. And, of course, that only lasts a couple of years because I think by 16 or 17, I think he was on pretty much full time after the Mets left OR. Yeah, that was it. We, we, had, we had no more um, interruptions. So... Uh, people were, were were happy. No one was having a cow anymore. They were able to hear the man of, of excellent broadcasting. But you for know, you, you're you're a sports fingers. you're a sports guy. I'm sure you loved engineering those games because hey, you got to be part of the Mets broadcast. Yes, yes. I enjoy, even though I'm a Yankee fan, but I did enjoy doing the Mets games. Yes. Um, so there was that. I think Hannity jumped over to OR2 at one point. I'm not. Yes. Um, uh huh. Yeah, because you, you had Rush, and then you had Sean Hannity. Uh huh. And and since his passing, how I haven't really tuned in. How is how have they filled the void? I guess on the national front, you know. Um, now they they have um, Clay and Buck. Okay. And, and look, there, there's never going to be another rush. Like, you know, let's, let's you know, let's just be real. You know, you know, regardless if you like them or not. Hey, you know, he did a lot for AM Talk Radio. You gotta give you gotta give credit when credit is due. The, um, the guys that uh, replaced him, Clay and Buck, they're okay, but again, they'll never be they'll never they'll never be able to fill the shoes, in my personal opinion, as Rush, you know, as a Rush Limbaugh because there was only one Rush Limbaugh. You know, they, they hopefully they'll succeed just by being themselves, Clay and Buck. Well, uh, you're talking about credit where credit's due, and I know you also did a lot of work on the Car Doctor uh, over mm-hmm. the weekends. I mean. I, what was that like working Saturdays with them for OR? I mean, it had to be fun. Yeah, that, that was fun. Um, I, I, you know, Ron, Ron and Amy and him and I are, are friends to this day. Um, when I wasn't working, um, he looked out for me when he started doing his um, show from his shop, then moved into his house. So um, he reached out to me when he knew. Uh, I needed a job, and I'm very grateful for that. And um, if he ever needs me, if I'm available, I'm there for him. So uh, I love him for that. So it, it was it was great, you know, because uh, some money was better than no money during that time. So sure. he looked out for me. All right. I'm getting chills now because I'm looking at where I'm at, and it says Contest 710, and I'm remembering, oh, shoot, we work at the same building that OR used to be in. So, 111 Broadway. Mm-hmm. what's that like coming back here? I mean, maybe the mystique of that's worn off, but I'm sure you're excited to come back down here uh, to your old Simon Grants to do Seton Hall with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I like it, you know, because, you know, I'm familiar with the studios, you know, the building, you know, and plus you and I, you know, we have a good, we, we work good together doing the games, you know, 
Um, you playing the commercials, you know, you running the highlights, you know. So I, I, I enjoy it. You know, I, I'm, I'm grateful. And it kind of erases those memories of 2012. I know that was a tough time down here when yes. there was a change of hands. Yes, it was. It was um, because a lot of people, you know, lost their jobs and we had uh, we had to start from the bottom again. And it was it was it was kind of a culture shock because time during that time things had changed. You know, mail the days of mailing your resume or going up to to a place to hand your resumes were gone. You had to learn every you had to do everything via computer. You had to. Um, upload you know you had to upload your resume on the computer and then you had to register on that on that job's website you know to do all of this and do it like there was a lot of loopholes so that 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 was something that we had to get used to well i i can't let you go i know you're running uh live radio right now at or but i, I can't let you go without naming two names because one brought you back here jerry crowley who yes, became gm of a yeah. 970 the answer Mark DeBoer, yes, as well. But on OR's ties, Crowley and, of course, Scott Lakefield. And I got to know Scott through the WOR Variety Radiothons with Cousin Bruce. I mean, there was a lot of history back there. Um, I actually met gambling back in the day as a kid on those Radiothons. But Scott Lakefield and Crowley kind of kept the vessel moving for all those years. And Scott's still there at OR. Yes, yes, yes. He, he, he's still moving and grooving here at WOR, yes. And I'm sure that uh, you have a great relationship with both. I know you do because Jerry brought you in here to 970 yes. also. Oh, yeah, Scott. Scott. Um, I met Scott um, the first day at WOR in 1999. Back then, uh, he was the producer for the Dolans um, financial oh. couple. Oh, yes, so Ken and Daria. And that's how far Scott, Scott Lakefield and I go. And when you look back, I mean, your time there, A, can you believe through the transition of power that B, that they've lasted? And can you believe that there's, this is the 100th year? In your eyes, looking back at your time, are you like, wow, we made it to 100? Yeah, I, 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 look, the first year, um, first things first, you know, never in a million years, you know, that I thought I would be at a station, you know, that, that marked its, its 100th anniversary and also – being being in one of the first radio stations in New York City with Morning Show, so um, yeah, it, it, like again, like I, like I said earlier during our conversation, it, it's surreal. It, it has to be, and uh, maybe if this podcast gets to seven seventy and nine seventy, we'll honor those stations. But for now, there's a seven hundred tenth episode, and I appreciate being part of this. But I can't let you go without asking you: Did the Yanks do enough this year? You're a sports buff. You're a Yankee buff. It's going to be a tough season, it feels like, at the moment. We're going to take it at face value. You know, what looks good on paper, you know, even though it looks good on paper, action speaks louder than words. So we'll see. And then I can't say the word that you and I normally say, <laughs> but we'll just have to see um, once um, baseball season begins. You know, we're going to take it um, game by game. Again, face value, Okay. Uh, amen. We'll get back to running WOR and its 100th anniversary, and uh, I'm so glad you made some time for this podcast today. My pleasure, my friend. Have a good one. All right. I'm Alex Garrett. That was a coverage of the 100th anniversary of 710 WOR, and of course, you got the familiar faces of uh, Bartlett and Len and Michael, and it just goes on and on, and, and appreciate Tony, for who does all those shows, for being with me right uh, today. Thanks again, Tony. Take care. I'm Alex Garrett. We'll talk to you soon.